Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. It's Fiend Friday. It's just kidding. It's It's not Friday. It's almost Friday, but it's probably not Friday when you're listening to this. Nope, definitely not. So welcome to Drama Fiends. (laughs) I'm Juliana. And I am Fiona. We're the fiends. And and so are you. Yes. If you're listening to this, you are a fellow fiend. We once again... Have a very exciting episode for you. (laughs) When do we not? But this one is actually so exciting. Yeah, this one we mean it. Let's start with a little fiend of the week before we get into it. Let's just let Fiona, let's do this quickly. All right. (laughs) So my fiend of the week this week, I don't really even know what to call this. Um, It's ambiance videos yeah is that what you would call I, it i would probably call it something similar all right so basically it's videos on youtube of a little cozy coffee shop maybe a little window scene snow falling because it's winter so i'm putting on snow falling um just like little scenes with nice relaxing jazz music in the background and i have been having these videos playing on my laptop literally at any time i I have it on the tv got on the ipad got on any device while i'm doing anything at home i'm just listening to this stuff in the background and it's just so relaxing it makes me feel so cozy yeah setting setting the good vibes yeah i'm trying to set 2020 exactly i'm trying to set some good vibes be productive i feel like it helps me be productive yeah (laughs) i don't know No, i do think stuff like that does honestly work Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm fiending for this week juliana take it away okay look i i just didn't really have like Uh, anything this week that i was fiending for until i looked at my um the ins and outs of 2024 (laughs) list that i started and Mm -hmm. i remembered something that i've been fiending for lately um, which is the only thing that I wrote that is in for 2024, apparently. And that is walking over bridges. And my my thinking behind that, I believe, I don't really remember, but mm-hmm. I think my thinking behind that, because my current thinking behind it, is that I've been loving a good long walk always. Mm-hmm. I always love that. I'm always feeding for that. I'd always That's my preferred method of transportation is walking. But I was thinking that walking over bridges because like even if you're going like, you know, sometimes I feel like if like if you're in New York City and you're like, oh, I need to go to Brooklyn. You're like, no, that's over a bridge. Like just walk over it. Hmm. So that's my that's my PSA for today. I don't think I've ever walked over like a bridge in New York City ever. No, like I've never walked over the Brooklyn Bridge or anything. Bridge soon. Okay. I'm well, down. I just I'm haven't saying. done it. That's why it's in. That's why it's a fiend because <laughs> people like don't really do it, but there's no reason why you you can't. I know. Like it's something that sounds the, elite or feels illegal. <laughs> I know, but it's not like just, just go for it. The Brooklyn bridge actually is like night. It's like, that's I like mean, an actual beautiful. like activity yeah. to do. And it is like, it gets crowded and like mm-hmm. touristy, but it's kind of like touristy in a heartwarming way. Like I kind of love it. No, it's funny. Sometimes I'm just driving down the highway and I'm like, what's stopping me from walking on the side of the highway besides potentially getting hit by a car? Like, I guess you could in theory. I know. I just always think about that. Like, we just don't. But that's a little like, no, it's you should not. You probably should not do it. Bridges like have a walking like path on them. Do all of them? Most of them do in the city. Okay. 
I would love to. I, I just don't never know have. if any don't. Like, I probably wouldn't walk over, like, the Triborough Bridge, but I think you probably could. That's crazy. But that I probably just wouldn't. But most, I, I think every other bridge, like, I don't see why I wouldn't walk over it. Mm. All right. Well, let's walk over a bridge soon. No, like, in I'm, 2024. I'm, I'm serious. Like, let's do it. Maybe we'll, like, vlog it or something. Yeah. I just, <laughs> like, I just think that that's something we should be doing more of. That's, I like that. Don't limit yourself. The limit does not exist. No, uh, you're unlimited. Unlimited. Okay, so we're just going to let you listen to the rest of this episode. That's instead of us talking about nonsense. Should we say what it is? Probably. We could say it. All right. We're about so, to say it in the other part of oh. this. So we could say it now too. Okay. <laughs> so me and Juliana went to see Swept Away um musical at arena stage in washington dc back in december and it was absolutely amazing amazing we loved it we mentioned it briefly in our like super briefly in our last episode yeah but it really was an incredible show and we have um a very exciting guest from the show that we were able to talk to that was awesome and i'm excited for you all to listen to it yeah so here you go we are very excited to welcome Adrian Blake Ensko to the pod today. Adrian is currently starring as Little Brother in Swept Away, which is wrapping up its run at Arena Stage in Washington, D.C., and we are so excited to talk to him about it today. We have not been able to shut up about it since seeing it. It's just so good. And Adrian has also made a name for himself in the Apple TV series Dickinson and the indie band Bandits on the Run, which he will be on tour with very soon. So hello, Adrian. Hi, Thank Adrian. you so much for being here. Hi, Juliana. Hi, Fiona. Hi. Congratulations hello. on an amazing run of the show. We truly loved it so much. It was incredible. And we walked around Washington, D.C. the night after we saw it around all the monuments, just thinking <laughs> yeah. about what it meant. You're in like an American history mindset. You're like, absolutely all the history. <laughs> it was it it was just uh, an amazing weekend. So we are so excited to be able to talk about it with you today. Oh shucks! Thanks for coming, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So we start off all our interviews. We are the drama fiends. We have mm -hmm. to ask our guests, "What are your fiend credentials? What makes you a fiend?" So to be a fiend, I mean, it's kind of up to interpretation, mm -hmm. but. It's just being a super passionate fan, super passionate person, and just not apologizing for it. So what are your credentials? Oh man, I got I got lots of them. I would say I, I get really head over heels into shows that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. like I did Dickinson. I ended up like writing. I'm also a musician. You said you mentioned my band. Um, but I set a bunch of Emily's poems to music and I uh I recorded Ooh. a couple of them release them i actually did something at the dickinson homestead museum in uh in in amherst massachusetts this past fall i was a part of a poetry reading festival oh so oh, wow i played one of the songs one of the the poems that i set to music that's they're, awesome they're so sweet the people who run the museum they offered me like they do these residencies at uh in emily's room for artists where you can go and like create something in in the room that she wrote all of her poems in and they were like anytime you want to come and record these songs here in this room you're welcome to and I was like ah so that's that's like a level of obsession that yes. oh my gosh. that is so I don't know cool. if anyone else has had so far <laughs> 
that's that awesome. So cool. I love that. Is that qualify? Is, is oh, that yeah, absolutely 100%? <laughs> that is so cool. That's such a unique experience. Yeah. Um, so the next question that we always ask our guests, and it's actually how we start off all of our episodes, and that's with our fiend of the week. So kind of how Juliana said before, it can really be anything, but specifically to now, what are you fiending for right now? It could be anything from like a coffee drink. Anything. Uh, my mind was financial planning, so yeah. <laughs> it can really be anything. One time <laughs> mine was meat. Like yeah, I was one, like, yeah. <laughs> like steak or something. But yeah, it could literally be anything that you are currently fiending for. So Adrian, what is your fiend of the week? Guys, I'm going to be such a, such a hippie. Uh, crunchy granola <laughs> this week but my my fiending for is compost um oh love that. I think it's actually like a really important thing for the world and 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 climate change and stuff because mm-hmm. uh, when you compost you keep methane from being released into the atmosphere which is a really potent greenhouse gas um and new york actually i just found out that like uh, they they've started this green uh food scraps program mm-hmm. but it gets a bin but what I found out is that sometimes that doesn't make it to the compost. So uh, support your local composters if you're in New York. Um, even if you're not in New York, find a compost place. You can you can throw your food scraps in the freezer, which is what I do. And then you can take it to a place later in the week as is uh, easy for you. Yeah. yeah I'm like I'm feeling about compost. Yeah, we were just I <laughs> we, we were talking, talking about that about because that. we do live in New York and mm-hmm. um, we were talking about that. And my not to drag them on, you know, not to throw them on, but my belting, my belting is not great with stuff like that. So, um, even recycling. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I need to, um, I need to start doing, you know, it on my own. Cause it, it's true. Um, there's like a little number a that you can call to request a, a compost. You can just look it up on online, but I have been the compost evangelist in my building. I've been, I've been oh, like okay. on my neighbor's doors being like, Hey, did you know that you can do this? I'll, yeah. I'll this is the best way to do it. But I'll like, before, before New York offered that I, I was like, I was freezing the compost and then like putting it at the end of the week into my backpack and riding my bike to the nearest compost <laughs> station and, and unloading it. That's, oh my God. That's, true. That. that's true. That's fiending. true. Fiending. Um, and I'm, I'm inspired to do, mm-hmm. to, to take the initiative in my building now. Um, okay. Oh. So getting into swept away because we really, when I said we couldn't shut up about it, it's true. Like, and I'm telling everybody about it mm-hmm. and it's just, it's so, so good. Um, so can you just give a fabulous shipwreck? <laughs> yeah. So can you just give a little bit of a you know, what, what is, how do you describe swept away? Um, what's your kind of elevator pitch? Ooh, uh, it's, it's like where it's like a combination of really authentic folk music by the Avett brothers, this really amazing and pithy script by John Logan and just the four, the four principal casts. We are like really, really together in this boat. It's a tale of, of a shipwreck gone very, very South um, mm-hmm. and dealing with like, our mortality and morality and it's a lot of fun as much fun as you could possibly have with those themes and it has to like just it's a really wild ride so there's just like some really dark twists and turns that take people by surprise Mm -hmm. but if you can then we did our job um but people always leave like kind of in a better mood than i would think with the ending people are like jazz and happy by the end yeah, I mean, I think it it was we had an experience like that mm-hmm. where we it was 
it it was heavy at the end, but yeah. it was like excite and it gave you a lot to to like your mind for your mind to linger on after, which the, is exciting. What happens at the end is legit traumatizing, but there mm-hmm. is also aftercare. Like all yeah. the characters like process it together. Yeah, like, yeah, it's that's true. And uh, and that's I that's made it easier as an actor to to go through what mm-hmm. happened. Um, it's also I, I I think we're caring for our audience when we when we do that. And so that's one of the things that I love about the show is that uh, sometimes I'll show up in a totally different headspace and like there's a little off ramp. Where, where in the first scene, we kind of like jump into the world all together. Mm-hmm. So no matter what's happened to me during the day, I like, I get on that stage, I, I jump on the boat and then it kind of just takes me away. It takes us all away onto this crazy. Definitely. Okay. So for our next question, um, so you, so Adrian, you play the role of little brother. So <laughs> how would you describe your character and how would you describe his relationship with the other characters in the show? Oh man. Uh, well, I am an Aquarius and I, I selfishly think that little brother is an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Little brother is like such a dreamer. Mm-hmm. He like feels like he's, he's being confined in this box. He's like grown up in this religious community mm-hmm. in the United States in the 1800s. And he's always been told how to, how to live his life. And like the story kind of begins for a little brother when he escapes and he's like, you know what, I'm going to go on an adventure. And that typical, like, Horatio Alder, 1800s, like, let's go across the ocean. And he gets into, he like, you know, kind of bites off more than he can chew and gets on the wrong ship. And uh, and he has to like face the consequences with, of what he does. And so I, I feel like my job throughout most of the show is to like, is to really buoy everybody up, mm-hmm. which is, which is a role that I, that I take in my lived life, in my real person life too. So um, and then something happens halfway through the show that really like puts a damper on that and changes where little brother is. Mm-hmm. And that was a real challenge for me in working on this piece. Everyone would be like, okay, you're doing good, but just taking a little further. We got, we got to really get people on the same page as you. And, and, uh, and I think that we, I think that we achieved it by the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You did. So you were, in the run just now at arena stage you also did the run at berkeley rep yep um how did you four person uh principal cast members yeah mm-hmm. which is it's it's so cool you know just to, to think about the journey that you guys must have all gone on together through all of this but um how did you first get involved in the show were you a fan of the ava brothers before this um and was that part of what drew you in you know what were the things that that drew you into this role in the show well, the Avits, I mean, they're such a like DIY icon because they started and I'm you know, my band Bandits on the Run, what we we have looked up to them for a long mm-hmm. time. They started out just like playing at bars across the United States, like driving themselves every place. John Gallagher Jr., um, who plays the mate in the production, he's been following them since like 2006 when he first saw them at the Philadelphia Folks Festival. Um, wow. Oh he was gosh. like a real, really early fan. And when he when he started doing Spring Awakening, he was like, like he would wear their t-shirt and <laughs> like, you gotta check these guys out. Uh, <laughs> but they they have really grown. I mean, they, they went from like being this tiny little roots band in North Carolina to like selling out Madison Square Garden and King's Theater. And now they're doing arena shows. And, and like, I just look up to them so much. And I have since, uh, for a long time, we played some of their, sh- their songs in, in shows before. 
Um, and there's an incredible documentary about them called May at Last uh, that Jed, Jed Apatow actually produced. Um, so I, I've been following them for a while, but when I got, it actually was one of these crazy incidences of fate, like bringing you somewhere because uh, I I was working with a new agent. They sent me out for exactly one theater audition and it was swept away. It was not an in-person audition. It was a self-tape. Mm -hmm. And I made the self-tape. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I made the self-tape and then didn't hear anything until the day of the callbacks. Oh Early my God. The back end, no one had seen my tape. <laughs> and then the producers, I guess someone had mentioned me in passing and they're like, I think we got a tape from that guy. <laughs> that's crazy and they were like oh why aren't we seeing this guy so i got a call on the day of the callbacks in 2019 being like hey mm -hmm. can you come in for a callback and i just i like rode my bike straight there <laughs> drive, like, sweating bullets with my helmet <laughs> on and i and and stark and johnny were there um both my castmates stark plays my 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 older brother mm -hmm. and they had me sing with stark and it was just one of those moments that affirms your belief in the casting process that like when it's right, it's right. Mm -hmm. Because you just started singing the song and everyone, it, something clicked and everyone in the room was like, I think this is it. Yeah. Also, David was, it was there. And, and he, oh, was, wow. he, he, he shook everybody's hand that auditioned for, for the role. Wow. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, how, just kind of following up with that, like, have they been the Avid? brothers have they been involved in the oh, process it's been enormously supportive and really generous because i i can't imagine that it's like uh easy to be like hey we've been singing these songs for 20 years right. this is how i would do it but you know what do you right <laughs> they, you know they've come to see the show many times um the first time that they that they saw the production seth avit was very sweet he was like these have been our songs but now they're all of our songs Aww. like a gift that they were giving to us and it really has felt that way you know when you sing a song uh every night sometimes twice a night mm -hmm. you start you just realize things about songs it's almost like a like i don't know a prayer that you that you make every day totally like, you start like it you hear things differently over time and you get to grow with it and like the song grows with you and and that's been such a treat and I, you know, I think that the Avits have been like overwhelmingly generous by just being like, here, here's what it started with us, but like you do with it what you what you want to. And they like they they have been so sweet. They just did they just went on NPR and they were like, they they were like, Yeah, these guys are great singers. Sometimes they're they're singing better than us. <laughs> that's not true, but <laughs> wow, guys, thank you. That's <laughs> and I think that's also like a sign of of real good art too that it can be in so many people's hands and be interpreted and mean so much to people in all these different ways. And I think, I mean, that does lead into the next topic that we were going to talk about, about their music. Right. But, mm -hmm. Go there. <laughs> um, it's almost like we host a podcast. I know. Oh my gosh. But it's totally a testament to how, you know, that's great mm -hmm. songwriting. That's great storytelling. Oh yeah, I mean you you gotta have I mean, with a a good the test is really like whether you can do it without all of the fancy production character mm -hmm. of someone who's been singing it forever. If you can take the song and give it to somebody else, and like even the layperson can sing it and it's great, then mm -hmm. then you know, then you know mm -hmm. it's it's a good song. 
Yeah, that's so true. Um, so why do you think the Avett Brothers music lends itself to a musical like this? Because oh, it works so well, it's hard to remember that this technically is a jukebox musical. Yeah, that's what actually I tell people. Like, I hate using the word jukebox musical. Yeah. I know, me, us too. <laughs> but it does technically... kind of define that. I guess this fits within that bracket, although right. there is one song that the Avits wrote specifically for this project. Yeah. That mm -hmm. breaks the box a little bit. Yeah, yeah so it, does. it does. It does. You're right. I will say John Logan, our, our fearless script writer, did an incredible job just perusing the entire catalog of, of the Avitz lyrics mm -hmm. and, and picking lyrics that both match the time period and worked with the characters and the situation. So we're, of the songs that we're singing in this, uh, uh, Once in Future Carpenter is a good example. That's the last song in, in the mm -hmm. show. Um, Johnny sings it. And, uh, and uh, like there are verses in it that are like, I, I, I ain't from Detroit, but her diesel en engines pull me, which doesn't make sense in the world of the show because we're in the 1800s mm -hmm. they instead though john logan focused on this idea of a carpenter and and which is a pretty timeless uh, right job and, yeah. and he makes the mate the carpenter and if you're an astute avitz fan and you're watching the show you might pick out little details in earlier monologues that will that kind of tell you that that's gonna that that character is is the character from from this song later on mm -hmm. uh, so uh, to answer your question uh, about why this music fits in a musical format, it's all mm -hmm. about authenticity. You know, that's why, I mean, like, I I just, I got to go to the Avert Brothers New Year's Eve concert in Raleigh this year. Mm -hmm. They actually invited me on stage to sing Swept Away. I was yeah. over the moon and like terrified because it was an arena of 10,000 people. Yeah, uh, yeah but we, I, we, want, we were going to ask you about how... Well, it must have but been I can so tell cool. you is that like 10,000 people were singing those songs all at the same time and mm -hmm. that's not for nothing people people respond to when something is really truthful for the songwriter mm -hmm. and 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 it they really ride this line of being authentic and detailed and specific about what it means for them but open enough so that anyone can read their own life into it. Mm, and I completely. that's why it works in this show because it is authentic. And sometimes, you know, there'll be details in these songs that don't exactly pertain to the situation, but you, your mind, your brain kind of goes, oh, that's the poetic way of, of looking at this situation. Right. And so, I mean, that's been the, but I do think that there have been moments when they've been watching this, the show being like, I never thought about it that way. And I definitely, there there are songs where like I'd been listening, I'd listened to them for years being like, oh yeah, it's this. And then in the show, it ends up being something completely different, a different situation to a different person. And it totally works. And you're just like, wow, John Logan, he did, he did the work, man. That's yeah. good. I mean, it's, it is so cool. And I, you know, just have to say I've, for my mom, who's a huge Avid Brothers fan, <laughs> huge, like every night at dinner, it's like on repeat. She's seen them so many times. Like she was so excited that we were going to see this and she didn't get to come with us, but mm -hmm. who knows about what the future holds. But um, she um, loves them. And so I have heard, you know, from her and developed an appreciation for the songs. And I 
when I heard that it was a musical, I was so intrigued by that because you don't automatically think that, you know, think mm -hmm. of it, but for all those reasons that you said, it totally fits. And I think the music serves a really interesting purpose in the show too, almost similar, you know, with the John Gallagher Jr. connection mm -hmm. to like how the music is in a show like Spring Awakening, where yeah, it is more the same thing. of like, you get it, this inside look into the characters mm -hmm. through the music, which I think is really interesting, probably even, you know, as an actor to have music, be able to use the music in that way. Yeah, it's like a little soliloquy. Right. Mm -hmm. Although sometimes we're singing them together and that's yes. actually something that people have like, have talked about um, just like the harmonies yeah. that, happen, that are embedded in this music because it's, you know, three guys uh, and now like a full seven piece, six piece band that sings it all together. There are these interesting, unique harmonies that only can come from from singing many times together, like experimenting. It's not like by road, it's not logical. It's just, it is what it is, yeah. uh, but, it, but it works. Um, and and like people have really responded to the harmonies of the four principal characters all singing together. And it is one of those moments where you're like, oh, we're all on the same page in these mm. moments. All yeah. playing this together, like you might feel like you are that you share this deep understanding with the entire crowd at an avid yeah um yeah and even the way that the music is written and the way that so much of it is sung in these harmonies it it also i think reflects the the themes of the show so mm -hmm. well and like that connection and i just think it works it works really well and um with all of this beautiful music in the show um do you have a favorite I don't know it might be hard to pick but mm -hmm. do you have a favorite musical moment in the show that you always get excited to to perform or does it change I mean there are there are fun things that happen because it's live theater mm -hmm. sometimes little adjustments will happen or things will be a little loose and like in a, in a really fun way where something will surprise you mm -hmm. uh, I selfishly like I think I get to sing all the best songs <laughs> that's just loving your your darlings like yeah. they're all my babies and I can't choose um I will say I really look forward to singing no hard feelings every mm -hmm. night yeah there's the song that the Ava brothers always close their their concerts with and everyone kind of like grabs whoever they're there with and just like sways slowly and sings together it's such a such a beautiful song and I feel so lucky that I get to sing it. Um, there's also this really awesome mashup that involves the song Ain't No Man, which is like, yeah. like it's a different kind of, different side of the Avits than mm -hmm, a lot of mm -hmm. songs. It's very rhythmic and beat driven. Um, but that, the playfulness of that song uh, allows for there to be moments where something might happen that we that hasn't happened on stage yet. And that's always really exciting to be a part of. Yeah, totally. I love that song. Like, yeah. I loved that part in the show. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say, talking about the harmonies before, I was looking at the little notebook that I brought to <laughs> see Swift Away in preparation, for, in preparation for this interview and in terrible handwriting because we're in the dark when we like write our little notes. We I wrote, try to I wrote not forget. Harmonies. Harmonies. <laughs> They were so yeah, were oh, so it was incredible. Just, yeah, it it was unreal. Mm -hmm. Um, but also the acting was absolutely incredible. We were so it's blown away. The board, like, especially the, like the four you know main roles in the show. Um, we were just absolutely blown away. Um, by every acting. single member of the cast, like really brings like a a big vibe 
to like everyone is is like and and we were taught we were like encouraged to lean into it david newman our choreographer he like kind of grew grew the the ensemble actually as like a garden and he'd be like what are you doing naturally okay let's let's encourage that all right cool and so like the people like the stuff that you're seeing is like people were coming up with it in the rehearsal process it wasn't just like top down like you do this you do that and same for the principal cast members you know i i feel so lucky to be a part of that foursome um, mm -hmm. they're all actors that i knew of and respected their work uh, immensely already and so when i got the call that i was going to be a part of this and and saw the other cast i was like what, <laughs> what <do you> mean <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a huge privilege and I've I've learned so much by watching Johnny and Stark and Wayne every night. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um what is it like acting, you know, in such close quarters? So much of the show happens <laughs> close quarters. Um what is it like, you know, just being that close, mm -hmm. but also how does that affect your acting process? You can't, you know, move around so mm -hmm. much, but um hmm. it's you know you're in an interesting setting mm -hmm. especially for like theater for stage because acting on a stage tends to be so so big a yeah. lot of the time and over the top um but yeah like juliana said you guys are confined to such close quarters well i, I think it only works because this the stage that we have and it, we we have to be picky about what kind of theaters we're in because mm -hmm. the great thing about the arena stage the krieger theater at, at arena stage is that there's not a seat that's more than like 80 feet from from the, I mean, it's a, mm. it's a eight, uh, what a 500, 600 seat theater. And like, it still feels very intimate, even if yeah, you're in the back row. And because of the magic of microphones and that kind of stuff, uh, we're able to like be pretty subtle. And sometimes there, there are certain monologues where it, it almost to me felt like film or TV acting where you're mm. like in front of a camera and everyone's getting a slightly different version because there's different angles. Um, but you're, I think you're talking about like, when there's a section of the play where the four principal actors are are on a lifeboat for mm -hmm. like for a, for what feels like a long time mm -hmm. and uh, and you know I would say like the things that stood out to me were actually like make sure you you're set in a comfortable place <laughs> if you're not you will definitely get like bruises and weird stuff mm -hmm. on your body from just like you know having your neck against the gunwale of the boat for yeah. time. Um, but I, I have to say like that kind of intimacy <laughs> has bonded the four of us together. It, like, I don't, I can't think of another time that I got to know three other people so quickly. Mm -hmm. It's funny, like when we were in tech, <laughs> uh, for this process, we are you know, you're sitting, you're waiting, to, you're, you're just kind of in place so that they can focus the lights on you and, and Stark turned to me, Stark plays my older brother, and we're next to each other in the boat. And he, in this particular scene, he's like, he's like, he's like draped over me because he, because I have an injury and he's, he's protecting me, but his head is like on my leg and his arms are across me. And he was like, this is a really, like, you don't get to like hang out with people like this much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a funny way to get to know somebody. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. That's very true. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could imagine that that, that would be, <laughs> you'd get very close. Um, the show also, like, it, like we said, it, it left us and our, our audiences with a lot to think about mm -hmm. after, mm -hmm. um, what, 
what do you what is like the message that you hope or that you think um audiences get from it and, and what do you think I don't know how would you define that because we like I said walked around mm-hmm. coming up with all DC. kinds of theories <laughs> and backstories yeah. and everything uh, I love that question because I think you know it's a it's a show that's set in 1800s America there is like a strong current of religion and prayer mm-hmm. because that's the world that the characters uh inhabit and I think if you like I've heard people be like oh is is it a Christian play and I, I for me the answer is no mm-hmm. but for me um for me what it what it does have is like you have the central character the mate who at the beginning of the play, you see him being visited by these these ghosts, so the people that he was trapped on a boat with, and being told like you have to tell our story. Right. And that's the crux of it for me. Yeah. It's like, you know, we all in our lifetimes will deal with stuff that was hard. We we might do things that we're not proud of, or things that you know we feel bad about or guilty about. Um, everyone is a three dimensional person. That's that's okay. The thing that we have to do is be truthful about it. We have to acknowledge it. If you do, if you do someone bad, if you, if you like, if you really sin or, 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 you know, uh, cheat somebody or there's something that you feel guilty about, it's a matter of telling the truth and acknowledging that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, it's, it's like even more powerful when you think about it in terms of like on a society level, societal level. Like there are things right now that we really have to acknowledge about our past. And there are a lot of people that want to not acknowledge it or tell some whitewashed version of, of history when it comes to race and gender and the way that we've treated people that are different from us in any possible way. Mm -hmm. It's so important to tell those stories and be truthful about it because that's the only way that we can move on. Mm -hmm. So that's what the play is about. Um, without giving anything away. Yes. What happens in the first scene? <laughs> yeah, no. To- I mean, you you totally get that I from it. That. And I think there's so many layers to it. I mm-hmm. think that's what makes it so, like, it, it makes that, I think at least for, for us, it seemed like that's what made us feel so excited when we left it, left the theater, mm-hmm. is that there there was so much to think about and it stuck with you. And it's, yeah. it, that's great. Uh, we yeah. we had so much fun ta- talking it about great. it and good art makes you ask questions mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. like that's my favorite thing about seeing a play like that's how I can tell that I love a play is when I come away from it or a movie or whatever mm-hmm. away from it with the people that I've seen it with and we're talking about it like deep into the night then it's done its job yeah even, if, even if sometimes it's like I hated when that happened or yeah. I didn't like that and like in a certain sense, it's still doing its job, you know, right. it's all closer together by making a conversation. Yeah, I totally exactly. agree with that. All right. So now that we talked about Swept Away, we're going to talk about some of your other ventures. Um, so you're going on tour with John Gallagher Jr. That is so exciting. And we wish we could go. We might, <laughs> hopefully, maybe we can. Um, but how did that come to be? And how excited are you? Because we're excited to hear. That. Yeah. <laughs> What if I was like not excited at all? I can't. No, 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 no. We'll I, I am, I am like over the moon. Uh, 
We, so I, before Swept Away, I had never, I, I, I had never really met Johnny, mm. uh, but like, but Berkeley, when the first time that we did this show, it was an, inc I mean, for all the reasons that we just talked about being like four people in a boat, plus the fact that it was still COVID and, and we were pretty isolated. Right. And in fact, there was one moment where the show closed down for 10 days because ev everyone got COVID except for me. I don't oh. know how that happened. <laughs> like, do you need juice? Can I get you anything? But, <laughs> what do you even do? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I have always looked up to Johnny and like a formative high school theater experience for me was going to see Spring Awakening and being like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like when I found out that he's also a singer and songwriter, of course I like went and binged all of his albums and was oh, like, yeah. this guy's really good. Like he, like he, he is an, a very, very accomplished songwriter. If you listen to his songs, he, he's always telling a story and has a point of view and he takes you there. He like, you feel something in every song. And, and, uh, and so he was working on writing some songs when, when we were in Berkeley and we, we just kind of got started talking about music and, and, you know, I, I felt like that was another dimension of, of our friendship when, even when mm -hmm. we were in Berkeley. So when we got out, when we came back to New York from that production, um, I started being like, Hey, Johnny, do you want to like, would do you want to play with the bandits that we, we played a show at? baby's all right there were a couple times where he was doing a show and he was like you want to come up and sing an Ava Brothers song mm -hmm. or, or an Everly mm -hmm. Brothers song at my concert so we just started playing together and you know which is such a treat to to get to sing with Johnny outside of Swept Away um and that was kind of like the seeds of this tour fast forward two years we uh we actually are now uh sharing some representation and and like where I, I, he's like excited to be going on this tour because it's the longest tour that, that he's gone on as a singer songwriter, which, mm -hmm. which is exciting. We're excited because we just love the hell out of Johnny. He actually, Johnny played a character in one of our music videos that we put oh. out. Last year. Um, it's called You Have Changed. And we, we were looking for like, as opposed to most of our other music videos, we have lots of music videos. Um, we're not the main characters in this one. We wanted it to be like, where a situation where we're a cameo but it's following somebody else and mm -hmm. we're, we're like we need someone who's like an actor's actor someone who can tell this story it's also like a music video so it's basically a silent film mm -hmm. and, uh and johnny we've like thought of johnny and we're like no he wouldn't want to do that and i was like yeah. well let's just ask him and he and he was like yeah sure so we did like two-day shoot that involved him on a bicycle riding a bicycle around greenpoint um oh in the cold of September he was so chill about it uh, <laughs> and he would he, I mean his performance is like Oscar worthy to me I like what I watched that that music video and I'm like this is amazing this is the best <laughs> thing I've ever seen um, so yeah no we, there's just a lot of mutual love um he's always been so accessible and wonderful and given me so much advice and so the idea of this tour just kind of started falling together and we were like we could do this show. What about this show? And now we have like a, I don't know, like a 20 date tour lined up where we're going, we're going out to Philadelphia and DC. Then we're going to the West coast. Then we're doing 
Folk Alliance International uh, in Kansas City and touring around the Midwest a little bit, coming through Pittsburgh and Ohio and all that jazz. So it's going to be a really, really fun next couple months. We're, we're both really looking forward to it. Yeah, that, that is, is so cool. cool. <laughs> and just on the topic of, of mm -hmm. your band, um, we were listening. Um, it's it, really great. We really want to, you know, see see this tour. But um, I know. I wish you were going to New York. I know. <laughs> there will be a New York show. Okay, we'll, 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 we will tune in. The New York show. Um, but um, I we were reading too about how your band, like how the members all met each other. It seemed like it was <laughs> and fateful connection. Um, we thought, could you tell us the story? It, it sounds. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it was sounded interesting. So there, in my band, there are three of us. There's me, there's my wife, Sydney. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you the end of the story already. <laughs> uh, our, our best oh, friend. Spoiler alert. It's guitar, cello, accordion, and mm -hmm. lots of three-part harmony. And uh, and when we started, we were, we were a busking band. We'd play in the subway. Um, the reason that that, would, that that happened is because I, when I first moved to New York, like fresh out of drama school, I was like, I'm not going to wait until I'm on the stage. I'm going to just go to the subways and perform. <laughs> and so I, I got in the habit of going and playing in subways. I was not like a, a experienced busker. So sometimes I would choose random subway stations that no one ever busks at, which I did late one night after finishing a job in Midtown. I like just stopped and like stopped at third Avenue on the L train. And I started playing guitar and uh, and this girl walks down the stairs and, um, and she like, there was almost nobody there. <laughs> this is the other, <laughs> it's like, no one was there. I was like basically busking for myself. And then, and then she's there and she's listening really astutely. And, and so I started like kind of talking to her in between the songs. I'd be like, you, uh, here, here's my best one. And I just tried to play like <laughs> every single good song that I knew. Cause, cause this girl was beautiful. And I was like, Aww. Um, and then, and then the train came and I was just like, you know what, actually, I think I'm done for tonight. I'm going to get on this train too. And, and she, we, we ended up talking on the train. I found out that she was a cellist, uh, didn't know that she was also an actor until much later in the night. She was like, oh yeah, I'm also working on a Broadway show right now. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was in the show first date. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then you know, that that's kind of was the beginning to like an all night adventure where I was like, you just moved to New York here. I've been here for a year. Like we can walk around. I showed her like a space that I was working on an immersive theater project at. we went to Union Pool off the L train. We got tacos. We like we like um, we found this like old art bus and like the door was open we climbed inside and kissed oh and my like, goodness yeah, it, was, it was like one of those like it felt like a movie. Yeah. Really felt like a movie. somebody yeah. needs to write a musical about this yeah. no. <laughs> have you guys ever thought about writing a musical about <laughs> we, we actually later so we ended up writing a song it it was like four or five years later we were like you know that was actually a pretty magical night maybe maybe let's write a song about it yeah a song called love in the underground Oh my gosh. We submitted uh we the you know Tiny Desk, NPR's yeah. Tiny Desk contest every year. Um that we've we've done it every year, but this year that was our submission for that year. 
and they featured it on like their top shelf and oh we got goodness. To the, the concert series with them but later we we actually um in 2020 we made a music video of it with another uh broadway couple that we had that we had met who are they, they become close friends with us now mm -hmm. gote and michael hartung they're like a real life couple mm -hmm. and we wanted to like make a, a story about like basically kind of our story but not us yeah yeah mm -hmm. so we we made this music video that actually has two versions of the song and it, it's about a couple meeting in in a train and like flirting and then like getting together they, they like walk off the train together and they like yeah. walk like a smoky nightclub alternate universe yeah mm -hmm. and things get serious but like even deeper and more beautiful and uh yeah you should you should just watch it it's uh it's yeah, a it's that's that's incredible um well right <laughs> thank you so much this was it was really great getting to talk yeah. to you about this um we will probably not stop talking yeah. about the show anytime soon oh man <laughs> because you you might say we're fiending for, for we swept away fiend, yeah we might be fiending <laughs> for swept away at the moment and for a long time yeah um, um yeah well, but i look forward to seeing you again at the stage door at some point in the future oh i will be there to being there <laughs> we will be there for sure <laughs> um before we go do you want to plug uh any social media or anything yeah, yeah. i will say um so i'm at adrian blake Ensco on instagram that's that's mainly what i use i i like in the last year have been like you know what i feel like i really just want to like live my life and so I'm, i i take to instagram for special announcements but i'm mm -hmm. not as active as i used to be yeah that's, um, that's a good that's, thing yeah, that is good <laughs> honestly more fun to follow my band's instagram because we yeah. post other things and we post uh, little songs that we've been working on and and we're all very theatrical we like we're we, we've got our hands in a lot of different pies we like to make incredible music videos um and also we're working on a couple of musicals at wow. we did the we did one recently i guess last year we uh we we wrote music for a production of as you like it but like oh genders were were swapped that is so it. cool i love um, that so we're later this year i think going to release some of the songs from that it's all like folk americana versions of these shakespeare songs turns out he was a pretty like shakespeare was a pretty good lyricist oh um, yeah yeah weird right <laughs> Bars. Uh, Bars. Yeah. we're also working on another another show that's that will will be in a season off broadway at a theater that i can't tell you right now but keep an eye out with our years so we're we're working on some musicals ourselves awesome. just stay tuned for it because we're because we always have a lot of fun wherever we go oh absolutely God, i love that um well thank Are you we, so much yes, thank this you. has been awesome it's been amazing talking to you and, and guys, I I promise you will be the first to know when we when we have a New York date. So okay, it'll be with Johnny. Yeah, we we were like, oh, we want to go, we, but we, yeah, we we were looking at the dates. Put... We were like, <laughs> gonna do another road trip. <laughs> but we, yeah. we would love to, we, to be there. Yes. Um, right. Well, right. thank you so much. Break a leg. Yeah, show tonight. tonight soon, right? Break a leg. Oh, thanks, guys. Well, I'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Thank soon. you so have much. Have a great night. Have a great night.